Okay. And we're a go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to AJH Gaiden. Um, I was going to put one of these out last week. However, uh, I didn't really have that much to talk about. So I figured I would wait till now. And there's like way more news stories and way more things that I've done, which can necessitate like maybe a half hour long episode, which is what I consider to be the standard for uh, the side stories. You know what I mean? So. Without further ado, let me ask you, listeners, how was your week? Go ahead and tell me about it. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. So, thank you for telling me that. Um, but before we get on to talking what I have uh, done this week and what's been going on in the news, uh, make sure that you follow Joe on social media at K-A-Z-A-N-E-R-D-I. That's Kazanerdi, K-A-Z-A-N-E-R-D-I. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on pretty much anything at Young Dende, that is Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E. Young Dende, that is Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E. Young Dende. So what have I been doing this week? Well, I played through all of Need for Speed Heat. Um, It was free on PS Plus. I think it's free for the month of October, but I don't know if it was free for September and just ended already or if it was newly free. I'd really have to check and I kind of don't feel like turning on my PS5, even though it's like less than an inch away from me. Um, But yeah, I played through all of it and it was actually really good. Um, I tried playing it a couple months ago uh, because I had Game Pass Ultimate, which comes with EA Play, and I didn't really like how it handled too well. But I gave it a second look, and it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, EA hasn't really had a good track record with Need for Speed uh, since uh, the reboot, I guess. The reboot wasn't very well received, and neither was Payback, you know? Um, and Need for Speed as a franchise has sort of been chasing, like, the glory days for a while now. Um, they had a really good run of games, oh, like up until like 2010, 2012, somewhere in the thereabouts. Um, I can remember the last good one being like, I think most, uh, not most wanted, a Hot Pursuit, you know? And they just kept trying to recreate that magic, and it didn't really work. But with Heat, though, um, I think they really knocked it out of the park and did a fan-fucking-tastic job. Um, I know Ghost Games is kind of folded, and they've been folded into Criterion, you know? who I believe are the developers for the new Need for Speed Unbound. Um, but I think if this is the last thing that, you know, we can get from the old Ghost games, then I'm fine with that. You know, Heat is really good. If you haven't played it, um, I urge you to check it out on Game Pass or if it's still free on PlayStation, uh, go get it. It's really fucking good. Um, my current car is a 1988 Mitsubishi M3 Evolution 2. Um, that shit's modded out to shit. I've been posting it all over my fucking Instagram. It's fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's really fun. The drifting is fun, you know. Uh, the only issues I have are just with rubber banding, honestly. Rubber banding is crazy in that game. Those cops, when you don't have a car that's, like, really upgraded to the max, you can be fucking pain in the ass to deal with, you know. So, other than that, really, um, there's nothing too bad. Um, I will say, though, that this game kind of does, like, the Forza Horizon thing where they just make the cars that are in first just like unreasonably fucking good like it's crazy like i entered a level 180 race in like a level 240 car and i was getting blown the fuck out and i didn't understand why you know i was taking great corners you know what i mean i was managing my boosts but it's like sometimes you know they just put some motherfucker first it's just like we're gonna make this person go fucking 100 fucking 90 miles an hour when your top speed is like 186 and you can't do shit about it. It's like, why would you do that? You know, but needless nitpicking aside, the game is really good and really fun and really well balanced. Uh, you just got to know what the fuck you're doing. You know, it's great. I've also been playing um, a lot of Super Mario 3D World um, on my Nintendo Switch. I bought the collection that has that in Bowser's Fury. And I got to say, it's actually really good. Um, as someone who was a big fan of Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS, um, which I think is the Mario game that I've like poured the most hours into, I gotta say I was really impressed. Um, the only issues I have with 3D World are really that it's not on the 3DS because you can tell it was designed with a lot of the same like design principles as 3D Land, you know. But 3D Land was also on a console that was like 3D capable, you know what I mean? So you had like a better sense of space. You know, and I really don't get that with a lot of worlds in 3D world, meaning that I have like a lot of stupid deaths. You know what I mean? Because I kind of like misjudge my positioning. Um, but it's it's overall not really too bad. Um, I can forgive the few times that I died like that to just me being stupid and not really try to chalk it up to anything. Um, I will play Bowser's Fury, though, and I'll probably get back to you guys next week on how that's like. Um but I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. The last thing I did with my week was I rewatched all of the Evangelion rebuilds. Now, I've been talking about Ava on the past couple podcasts because I've been doing a really big rewatch of the whole franchise. You know, I think last time I was on here, I had just gotten off of watching EOE, you know, and, and EOE is really stuck in my mind a lot because I was kind of fucking toasted when I watched it. And... um I just, I was, I was fucking gone by the time the scene of the third impact came and I was watching that shit like fully intently, like that guy from regular show, you know, who was like, I watch planet chasers, starlight, excellent all day, every day. I was feeling like that guy, you know, watching like, you know, everybody turn into fucking tang orange juice, you know, but still I enjoyed myself and with the rebuilds, um, here's how I view them. I don't really view them in like a completely wholly textual sense i view them more in a meta way as less um a grand artistic statement about like the state of the world and more as a grand artistic representation of anno's mind space at the time that they were made you know a lot of people view evangelion that way itself just as like a sort of documentation of Anno's headspace at the time each piece of it was made, you know, uh, where you could see the original series was, you know, very angsty and EOE was very angry, 
you know, but the rebuilds are a whole lot happier and that's down a lot due, uh, excuse me, down to, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the time, just Anno's life getting better, you know, and that's really how I choose to view the rebuilds. I don't really care too much in terms of their impact on like the fucking lore or whatever, like who gives a shit, you know, I just, I'm glad to know that Anno's doing fine. I know the last rebuild came out in March of last year and the podcast was still on hiatus then. And I don't think I've really given my thoughts um, on thrice upon a time in too much depth, uh, but it, it's good. And I'm just glad to know that Anno's doing okay. I, and like, that's really it. It doesn't really chap my ass too bad that he fucking, that Shinji ended up with some fucking other person. I don't really care. <laughs> not going to waste my time on that kind of thing. But um, if you want to know my thoughts on that or my thoughts on anything else, you can find me on my social medias, as I advertised earlier, at Young Dende, that is Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E. Young Dende, that is Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E. Young Dende, and I'll see you after the break. Back on the show, Adam here on AJAH Gaiden. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this. So I wanted to talk with you guys real quick about that Mario trailer. Did you guys see that? Because I saw that. Um, I've been liking a lot of funny tweets and retweeting a lot of things about it. Um, I am a fan of this kind of thing. And um, as far as I can tell, it's going to be fine. Uh, Will it be better than Sonic 2? I don't think so. I think Sonic, uh, the movie, you know, one and two are very much a little too overhated these days, um, which is surprising considering they're the highest grossing video game movies ever, you know, but I think they're a little overhated um, on Twitter.com, which isn't really saying very much, but still um, this, though. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, my phone going off um, this, though. I think is going to be a lot more appreciated, not because of any sort of inherent quality, but because a lot of people are just going to sort of turn their brains off and watch it. You know what I mean? Um, it looks fine enough. Of course, you could tell that uh, dumb boys in Nintendo were not fucking around, that they were watching every fucking step these guys were taking over at Illumination to make sure they didn't put fucking like minions in the fucking movie or whatever, which, you know, is something they would have probably done with less creative oversight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think the designs of the characters look fine-ish. Mario looks a little weird. Not really, like, ugly Sonic bad, but just he looks weird, you know? Um, but Bowser looks good and he sounds good, and Toad looks good and he sounds good. Magic Koopa looks good and he sounds good. Mario looks, eh, and he sounds like Chris Pratt, you know, which is kind of the worst-case scenario. I kind of didn't want Chris Pratt to be in this voice at all, but the fact that he's like doing just kind of his regular voice, if he went to a Mets game and or watched an episode of the Sopranos is kind of funny, I guess, maybe not really. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. I'm just praying that Charlie Day does a good job as Luigi, which from the trailer and the scant grunt you can hear come out of his mouth. He sounds fine, I suppose. But Jack Black really did steal the show as Bowser. 
Um, it was good. And Keegan-Michael Key did a be- is doing a better job as Toad than I thought he was going to do. Um, mostly probably because they pitched up the voice, you know. So, um, yeah, it certainly doesn't look as bad as I thought. Everybody was going on memeing for the past couple weeks about, you know, how it's going to have, like, fucking California girls in the trailer or something. And as much as I wanted funny, twerking Mario Family Guy funny moments, um, <laughs> it, I guess it was just unreasonable for me to expect that, you know. But, eh, what, 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 what else can I say? That trailer looks perfectly fine. Yo, have y'all been seeing what what Yeezy's been up to recently? This shit's crazy. Um, get my boy some help. Like, my boy Declan reached out to me like two days ago, you know, and was like, hey, man, did you see what happened to uh, Ye on Fox News? And I'm like, Ye was on Fox News? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the full interview, but I saw he did an interview with Tucker Carlson. And I was like, ah, shit. So I looked it up. I sent them the link. And I'm like, yo, they posted the full shit. And I watched it. And I should have known something was bad the minute he came rocking up with a fucking depression beard. Like, bro, you need to shave. I recently shaved mine off. Okay. You know, I'm rocking that smooth face look. Like, bro, you just need to shave your fucking beard off. Take a fucking drive. Roll the windows down and have some fucking fun. You know. But instead, my boy Ye is on fucking Tucker Carlson talking about, like, whatever. He said a lot for in 15 minutes, and it all amounted to nothing. But suffice it to say, you can still tell that something was wrong because he was, like, low-key shitbagging his mom, which is not something that Yeezy's known to do. Um, it's crazy, man. I can't keep defending this nigga. <laughs> I can't. Like... The fact that I stuck with this, with this nigga after the slavery comments, like, shame on me for that. But, like, now it's kind of done. He's kind of cooked. So, do I want to tap out of, of Ye right now? Yes. I very much do. But the other, like, sick, morbid half of me is kind of, like, waiting to see if he makes it through this or not. You know, which would be insane because not only did he go on Tucker Carlson and say a lot of stupid shit, but then he went and started being like anti-Semitic on the timeline, which is fucking insane, bro. Like, listen, you could never catch me doing some shit like that in the year of our Lord 2022. All right. I'm not that much of an edge lord, You know what I mean? The time for that has come and gone. Yeah, you got to be better than that. nigga. It's 2022. No need to be embarrassing yourself, showing your whole ass like that on the fucking TL, bro. Calm down. And he couldn't even say DEFCON right. He said DEFCON. Fuck out of here, dude. Can't do shit right. Yo, did y'all stream that new Cuddy? Yo, that new Cuddy is popping. You know, way less toxic of a figure in music <laughs> than Ye is. Um... But yeah, that new Cuddy is popping off. Um, if you haven't, go stream Enter Galactic on Spotify and then go fucking um, watch the companion movie slash TV series on Netflix. It was supposed to be a TV series because I remember it was supposed to be like uh, three 30-minute episodes, but now it's just one big 90-minute movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. Um, I can't sing Enter Galactic's praises enough. I 
Really can't wait for next week on the pod when Joe is back and we can all talk about it uh, more in depth. But because I want you guys to go out and uh, stream it right now, I'm not going to say very much. But it's 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 good therapeutic cuddy. All right. Back in the show, Adam here on AJAH Gaiden. How are you guys doing? Um, let's talk wrestling. So the big thing that happened um, these past two weeks, at least as far as I'm concerned, is the finale to the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. All right. And next week, don't worry, next week I'll talk Wrestle Princess 3. Okay, but I haven't been able to get a good copy of it, a good stream of it. So we'll let that be till next week. But uh, the, the finale to the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix happened. You know, Julia, uh, of course, taking home the big victory. Um, and I really do recommend you guys watch this. This was a fantastic Stardom pay per view event. Um, really, you know, I don't talk too much about like Joshi wrestling in depth on the podcast. You know what I mean? As it's not very, you know, um, interesting to a lot of the audience you know but like i for real gotta shout out three matches i know i tweeted this out you know uh when i actually watched it but i really do think you guys should at least go out and watch these three matches um first in in the order that they are on the show is starlight kid versus mayu iwatani um fantastic match um i gave it 4.75 stars myself um, it was fucking incredible. Like, I don't even have words. Like, Starlight Kid's just operating on a level above a lot of other women's wrestlers and putting a lot of, like, American women's wrestling to shame, honestly. Like, you could watch, like, fucking, I don't know, like, WWE Extreme Rules and be like, oh, these women's matches are fine. But trust me, they're way better in stardom, believe me. And, of course... You know, Mayu Watani is also a fucking intense, you know, uh, athlete herself. Do not get me wrong, but holy shit, man, was the absolute star, uh, star, no pun intended, star of this show or this match, at least Starlight Kid. Um, then you have Micah versus Himeka. Um, fantastic match. I give it 4.5 stars. Very technical, very physical, um, but also very fast paced. You know, it, it kind of balanced a lot in its time window like you don't really expect technical matches to be incredibly fast but you know there was a lot of holds a lot of you know uh, hard-hitting moves uh i'm not going to say too much please go and watch this and of course the final match of the night julia versus tam nakano um fucking beautiful match this was like, like it had to be like it had to be like 20 minutes or something right like this match felt like it went by in a flash and also felt like it went on for the perfect amount of time it was fucking great um, I think it was more than 20 minutes actually, but I could be wrong on that. Like, holy shit. Um, I know a lot of people meme like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to sign Julia to NXT, but like dog, if they do sign, if the fed does sign Julia, bro, she's going to be better than like everybody else on the whole fucking roster. Keep it a stack. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's kind of insane. The amount of talent, you know, in the Joshi wrestling sphere right now. Um, like, like before I mentioned wrestle princess, you know, and uh, I'm really looking forward to watching that because there's a match with um, Yuka Sakazaki, Maki Ito, Riho, and um, Hikari Noah on the show, like in like a uh, in like a tag team match. 
And like I'm trying to see that because that's that's straight like ninety fucking five bulls levels of skill and fucking athleticism. So I can't wait to see that. In other news, of course, you have AEW, you know, who had a pretty big week this week with a dynamite on Wednesday and then two hours of Rampage and Battle of the Belts on Friday. Um what a show. Um I I had what a time I had watching these. Um, it was really fun. Honestly, I like looking back at my star ratings, uh, for all of these shows that I keep on hand, um, the best match on dynamite absolutely was Wheeler Yuta and MJF. Um, and I understand that I rag on MJF sometimes, you know, I think he's a little overrated, uh, by like old heads. You know what I mean? But the match was good because you can at least give him enough credit that he let Wheeler Yuta get over with the crowd. You know what I mean? Which is a two-man job, of course, because you can't just get over with the crowd just because the heel acts like a heel. Um, But I got to give credit to both guys. This is a fucking fantastic match, Um, which is insane considering on the same show was main evented by, you know, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus the Sex Gods. And it would have gotten the full five-star if Sammy Guevara didn't get the pin, which he did. Um, I'm a fan of Sammy's, but my God, I think dude needs to just take a break for a minute. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys listened to the podcast back in March, or it had to be back in March, like Revolution. Yeah, it was March of this year. Uh, Revolution, when I was talking about Sammy Guevara doing insane shit, you know, and how much I love him just being a fucking wacky ass dude. You know what I mean? But since then, like his star power has just drastically just dropped. And that's because of two things primarily. Firstly, his feud with American Top Team was awful. And second, um, Ty Mello situation. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go too in depth into that because I don't think it should be right of me to just go ahead and rant about a person's private life on my podcast. But needless to say, um, those two things contributed drastically to the current state of Sammy Guevara. And that's unfortunate because I like him a lot. Um, but seriously, Tony, just send him home for, for like a month or two. Okay. Promise. As far as Rampage went, the best match on the show was obviously, obviously Dark Order versus Death Triangle in the main event. But I will talk about that opening match of the Blackpool Combat Club versus Roosh and Private Party because um, there was that spot where Claudio... Uh, had private party up for the giant swing and one of them was on his shoulders one of them was on the swing it was fucking fantastic I was watching that shit like kind of toasty um, and fuck I kind of lost my mind it was like, like one of the morning I was watching that you know off a of cookie I was like yo this is the craziest shit I've ever seen um, and then of course there was a the main event like I mentioned Dark Order versus Death Triangle Death Triangle consisting of the Bastard Pack Grey Fenix and Penta El Cero Miedo um, and fuck me, these guys are fan-fucking-tastic. I talk endlessly about the Lucha Bros on here, it feels like, but I can't talk about these guys enough. And then, of course, there's Pac. Um, you guys know how much I love the Lucha Bros, but Pac, this dude had this title defense where he uh, defended the trios titles with Ray Fenix and Penta, and then it immediately went into Battle of the Belts, which the opening match was Pac. Defending the All-Atlantic title from Trent Breda. This dude 
went on for like an hour and didn't feel like he lost anything. It was fantastic. Um, genuinely, we got to start having that conversation about whether Pac is the wrestler of the year or not. Like, he's got to be at least a nominee. He's fan-fucking-tastic. Um, and I got to give it up. I got to give it up. Which, of course, also means that Pac for Trent Bretta was the best uh, match on Battle of the Belts. Which is kind of a foregone conclusion. Um, not because Jaden Willow was bad, but because I didn't get the outcome I wanted. God damn it. Uh, it was, I rated Jaden Willow at uh, 4.75, and I would have given it that extra quarter star if fucking Jade would have uh, dropped the belt to Willow. I know there's been no build, you know, but like Willow Nightingale is is her, you know? The connection she has with the fans is kind of insane. She's so insanely over. It's a little ridiculous in my mind. But, I mean, it's fucking pack. You know what I mean? Like, how am I not going to have him be on the match of the show? Especially considering the circumstances surrounding the match. Mwah. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've got for this episode of AJH Gaiden. So, uh, like I said, just go follow me on all my socials. Follow Joe on all their socials. And of course, stream that new Mari and we'll see you next week. Hey there, Jeeves the Robot Butler here. If you have a question for Adam, Joe, or both of those knuckleheads... Please send an email to ajahfanmail at gmail.com. Again, that's ajahfanmail at gmail.com. Thank you, and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>